Hello there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, although this episode should really be called Let's Talk Euro 2020. It's finally here after a year delay. I'm joined by another buddy of mine, Mark Oldfield. He's a Germany fan, so it's very interesting to talk to him after the last tournament Germany were in. They didn't turn up at all. Very unexpected. So does he think that was a one-off? Does he think it could happen again? Does he think Germany can win Euro 2020? So talking about that and obviously England, what does he expect for England? And it is a Spurs podcast after all, so I have to get his thoughts on Tottenham's season. Sacking Jose before a cup final. Harry Kane, where will he be next season? And we'll also look at all of the uh, Spurs players in Euro 2020 and how we expect them to do. So all that and much, much more on Let's Talk. Euro 2020 is finally here. Hello, how's things? Yeah, good, mate. It's good. Long time no speak. I haven't spoken to you for God knows how long. And then the first time I speak to you, wearing a Germany shirt. <laughs> you, you knew about the shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's why you invited me on here. Yeah. So we we're talking mainly about the Euros uh, today. Obviously, that starts uh, uh, tomorrow, no, Friday. Uh, Mark being Germany fan, group of death that they're in and could meet England in the second round if England win their group. Um, but we'll talk about that in a sec. First off, this is a Spurs podcast. You were warned you would have to talk about Spurs a little bit. But obviously we finished the season in uh, seventh, which was a lot lower than people were expecting. Were you surprised with how low we finished? Um, I think personally, I, yeah, I mean, I think... They were. I would have expected them to have a more of a challenge for the top four at least. I don't. I don't think they were ever in contention to win it with Liverpool season before and City has been so strong. There's no way. Um, but uh, I think they they did a little bit worse than I thought. Um, but I'm not that shocked if I'm honest with you. I mean, they're a bit. Of, they had a bit of a a bit of a shambles of a season, didn't they, with uh, with the managerial situation? Yeah. Um, Talking about that. You hire Jose to win a trophy. First chance he gets, you sack him six days before. I mean, well, we—I was gobsmacked by that. I mean, you looking in as an outsider, not really bothered about Tottenham. Were you surprised by it? Or were you just, oh wow, they're just. No, not at all. I mean, it just seems whenever there's turbulence with whoever Jose is in charge with, it's only a matter of months or even weeks before he's out the door. Um, all, I just I don't think it was surprising at all. Like, it happened Chelsea twice, Man United. It happened uh, Madrid. Is wherever he goes, he just wins some some sort of drama. And before, where he was pretty refreshing and pretty bit of a maverick, he's just turned into a massive liability wherever he goes. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see him being that successful at the top highest level anymore. Right? No, no, I just think he's enough. No, no, no. It's just. Is it Roma? Yeah, he's at Roma now, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. how he does there. We obviously had Bale back, which was very exciting at the time. I was one of the many, many Morbons who went straight out and paid £90 on a Bale shirt, and then he completely didn't really have... How much did you pay on the shirt? 90 quid. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was working from home the entire time, so I wasn't paying any petrol money, so I kind of got it for free. But I think we all thought, oh, we'll have... Not bail of old where he sprints past people but he'd have an impact. Didn't happen whether that's because Jose didn't pick him or not. Do you think he'll be back oh, next season? Yeah, do you think he'll be back next season? I did read that Ancelotti, new Real Madrid manager, said he's staying, but you know, player power and all that. But do, do you think um, he'll be back next season? Well, if I compare him at Madrid, like the, like the previous was it two seasons, I mean, he did he sort of sat on the bench, played golf, didn't he? Um, and at least there were moments, there were moments at uh, Spurs this season where he did well. Um, and I think it was latter part of the season. I thought he was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent then. Um, so I don't know to be honest. I mean, maybe if he has a good uh, Euros for Wales, maybe that he'll. Uh, Maybe Ancelotti will be like, actually, yeah, come back for another season. I don't, I don't know. Though. I, I, I think Ancelotti will keep him, but so I don't get to see him play again with my new shirt that was a waste of money. <laughs> um, speaking of players, will they be there next season? And then this will link into the Euros as well. Kane, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see him playing next season? 
because uh, I've um, been on here before and time and time again, I think Levy will make it difficult for him to go. He's got three years left on his contract. Levy doesn't get the money he wants for him, regardless of how over the top or unrealistic that is. I don't think he'll go anywhere. But do you think he'll be at Spurs next season? Or if not, where do you think he'll be? Going? No, I, I personally don't. Maybe, like you say, Levy's quite a, quite a hard taskmaster in that, in that department. But I just look at. City's money. You talk about crazy money. They've they've got an open position vacancy up up top. Um, now Aguero's gone. That's for me the obvious choice. I don't think he'd go to Chelsea, but they just won the Champions League with Timo Werner, who I guess we'll move on to in a bit. Um, and he's he's average to me. And imagine their force if they had Kane up top. I doubt he'd go there. But I just see City as the as yeah. I, I think even though he wants to leave and wants to win trophies, I don't think he wants to tarnish his Spurs reputation. So I don't no. think any chance of him going to Chelsea. No, I think there's no. But those are the two English teams I could see him going to. I would really go to the United um, <laughs> if he wants to win stuff. Um, sorry, Ben. <laughs> ben <Tony. laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, he won't go anywhere foreign. I, I still think he wants to get Shearer's record. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the Spurs talk out of the way. We have to do that for the Spurs fans that do listen, and it is a Spurs podcast. But we will be talking. I'll see about... if I can shoehorn any more in in a bit for you. I can help you there. We will talk about the Spurs players in the Euros. There's obviously a lot less than there were in the World Cup. But this is a Euros episode. England, Germany, two main representatives here. Uh, Start with England. Alphabetical order, nothing more. (laughs) Uh, Their chances. Obviously a brilliant World Cup based on previous tournament experience. Getting to the semi-finals. Should have got to the final, in my opinion. Not on what happened, but they should have been better against Croatia and saw the game out a bit better and dealt with Modric and Rakitic. But Euros, how, how do you see that going for England? I've, I've predicted quarters. Yeah, um, I think how far they can get, I think it really depends on the Group F runner-up. Um, I, I really think that's if that's the case. I mean, um, obviously they play... Uh, the group which Germany are in, um, which Germany, France, and Portugal are in. I really think that is the. It depends on who they would get in that next game. Because unfortunately for England, and I think they will top that group. I think they will. They will beat Croatia, who are not the side that they were at the World Cup. Um, Modric is obviously a, an absolute legend, but he's not what he was. Um, and, and all of those players aren't quite what they were. So I, I can see England comfortably seeing them off. They'll batter the Scots. Um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be a hard. I'm gonna say batter. It'll be a harder game. It'll be, a, but they'll beat them. them. I can see a two nil. Batter them. <laughs> batter them two nil with Foden doing a gather with his new hair, flipping it over <laughs> over a Scottish defender with a blonde mullet and sliding it home for them to not do the dentist celebration because that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, I think that will be a tight game, but I think we should be winning that one in Czech Republic, I'm not sure about But if we do get the group of death team in the uh, second round, we have to win the group for that. We play that game at Wembley, which... Yeah. I think Part of me thinks... Whereas if we finish second and then get another group, I don't know which group, we, we play the second um, mm. round away from Wembley, which your group there, we'll come on to Germany in a bit, but I think... Mm. France, I think for me, they're my pick to win it. Portugal and, most Germany, on it. Portugal and Germany, I think that's 50-50. I think we can beat both of them. I think both of them can beat us. So I, I see France winning your group. We'll come on to your group in a bit more depth when we talk about Germany in a bit. But I, I see them winning the group, so I don't see us getting them in the second round. I see us getting either Germany or Portugal, which I both think we can both win, certainly at Wembley. Um, but yeah, I mean... Oh, I've lost my train of thought there. That's a professional. You asked me. You asked me about England. <laughs> well, I think you're right. Um, the in that group, um, I think one statistic I heard earlier is that England have done very poorly in knockout stages against sort of your top tier um, teams, and that to me is a bit of a concern. Yes, they've got the home advantage at Wembley, and that certainly is an advantage. Um, but I just think you play even Germany. I think England may with that home advantage, certainly edge it, maybe. That said, it's that, can they get past that mental block that they've got where they play tournament football against Germany? And other than, I think, 
Well, it's not even knockout. They've never beaten them in the knockouts. Um, Portugal again. That's another one. They've 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 lost the penalties in the in two. Uh, was it two thousand and four? Was it six and two thousand and four? Again, that's Portugal, and then they're no, definitely no pushover. Um, so I think it. I think the home advantage definitely helps, and England have got an exciting team. And I suppose for me, they're a tournament too early to be challenging for um, the actual title of, of champion. Um, Do you think so, yeah. that was just a, we got lucky in that respect in, in who we drew and, and yeah. the momentum and it was Basically. Kind of a, a force yes. corner, if you like. I mean, you can't, you can only play who's a cliche, you can only play who's in front of you, but yes, absolutely. I think England did get quite fortunate in who they got in place. I, I mean, um, the other routes, I don't, I don't see them as. I mean, they eventually faltered against Croatia, which, like as you said before, it was they were unlucky, I guess. But Croatia were a good, solid team that then. Um, so yeah, I, I think next next time, I think um, at the World Cup, the next World Cup, I think England definitely. But I mean, I could be completely wrong, and they might show me, they might win it. But <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the, the, the team is a big. Um, Talking point at the moment: Who's he going to pick? Three at the back, four at the back. You know, <laughs> big hoo ha about Alexander Arnold. He has to go and gets injured within about forty-five minutes. So that kind of hoo ha was a bit issuous. But mm. Grealish, Foden, Rashford, Mount. Uh, uh, exciting. Uh, not Lingard, sorry. Uh, Sancho. Yeah, it's exciting. I've got abundance of play. Up top, Kane is a cert. I mean, you know. It's who plays with Kane. For me, Foden has to be in. And Grealish, I think, as well. Although, But then Mount has just won a Champions League and had a big, big say in how that was won. Um, but how do you think he'll line up for the Croatia game? I think, you, personally, I think they're both great. Mount, Mount and Foden, I think you've got to put them in there. Um, I think you could even try and shoehorn uh, Grealish on the left or something like that. Um, I could see that happening. Kane, like you say, is a set, definitely playing. Um, I, think, I think I quite like Sancho, actually. Um, I could see him being as an impact sub Um I think it is... I think Ben said this in your previous podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's trying out for a three at the back. Um, I think that actually might be a bit where your weak spot is in it for England. I think um, I like to think that Maguire might be sort of sort of set. He'd normally be his. Um, he'd be dead on to be there, but I think he might be. A, he's a bit unfit, isn't he? He's just come back from injury. He's so definitely missing the first two games, but then he, he won't be anywhere near fit to play the rest of the tournament. So no. Houston, I think. He played 45 minutes, which I don't know why he didn't play the full game in the last friendly. You know, you want him fit. He's a big player for us. I don't know why he didn't play the whole game. But yeah, Maguire certainly is um, out for the first two. Yeah, so I don't know. Stones, I think he'll be, he'll be in there. Um, I think I think it's quite a good um, problem to have a full-back or wing-back or whatever's decided. Um, Shaw's good. Um, I think you'd probably put Walker right back. Um I, I, I think the way he's played this season, Shaw has to start at left back. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think at left back, he, he's as big a cert for me at left back as Kane is up top. He has to. Start. Uh, he's been solid. Yeah, <clears throat> it'd be interesting to me that Croatia game in the semi fight in in the World Cup. Basically, we went one 0 up. Kane was unlucky with us. He should have squared it to Sterling, but he's a striker. He's never going to. But then Rakitic and uh, Modric took over, and I, I thought that. It was crying out for someone like a dyer to come in and just sit there and kind of break it up. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Southgate, young manager, young, young manager, probably the biggest game of his life, certainly as a manager, was a, a bit like a deer in the headlights, similar to how Pochettino was at certain times at Spurs and didn't really know what to do. And then by the time he made the decision, it was too late. So it'd be very interesting to know. And it's been three years since that, hasn't it? Normally it's two. So it'd be very interesting to know if he's learned from that and if the same thing happens again where we're 1-0 up in a precarious situation, a tight, tight game, and then the other team yeah. turns it on, whether he'll then make changes. Yeah, I mean, what England? I think what England do have going for them is there's a lot of home games, so that's that's going to relieve a lot of pressure. 
I think you're right. I think he will definitely learn. He's had three years of um, experience since that World Cup where he did very well. I think the team is even better than they had in the World Cup. Um, so I think, and I think they've got a strong team and you've got one of the top three strikers in the world as your talisman. I think England are going to go, I think they're going to do well. They're definitely going to top that group. Um, they could very well, with that Wembley um, position, if, I mean, we're talking as if England definitely gets. I think they will get win the group, but <laughs> but um, that that next round they are at Wembley again. That home that home advantage, um, and by then if they're winning the group, they might have that momentum and and people behind them as they did at the last World Cup. So England have got. I think they've got a very good chance, but I think they just won't won't get quite clinch the uh, clinch the title. I've said quarters. I say home advantage. That's obviously if fans are allowed in, which 21st of June is looking unlikely to happen with the COVID situation. But I think what will happen is everything will open up for the Euros. Everyone can go to the Euros. Tourists can come over. As soon as that's finished, lockdown again. But we don't need to talk about that. Last thing on England, Kane, obviously the transfer saga that we touched upon. Do you think that will affect him? Because he's never really had... Well, he, he's always had old oh, Kane should leave and all that, but he's never been Kane wants to leave before. And you know the journalists are going to ask him every single time they speak, mm-hmm. where are you going to be playing next season? Do you think that will affect him or do you think he's the, this tough guy, uh, mentally tough guy who can just chuck that away and just focus on the game? I don't think that will affect him. I think he probably, I would, I reckon he knows where he wants to go. And he'll probably have, as I said before, I think he might well go to City. And I think you might have people like Foden going, Harry, Harry, come. <laughs> well, I think that's a gimme, yeah. I think, <laughs> I don't, I, I I think as a 28 year old professional who's literally at the top three strikers I can think of, and I can only, ever, I can only think of Mbappe ahead of him. If it all in level terms and Harlem potentially as my top three strikers and Harry Kane's one of them. I don't see him having the question marks over his future as something which is going to affect him. I think he could well get the golden boot. Yeah. Yeah, well, if we get as many penalties as we did in the World Cup, he's got a very good chance of getting that. But yeah, let's move on to Germany now. And for anyone listening and going, oh, Mark, why is Mark? Supporting Germany, he's got an English accent. He is half German, so it's not a glory supporting thing. So before anyone criticises, no. but yeah, and he can yeah. German as this? well. So it's not just you know, he has put <laughs> yeah. Who's this? Who's this? Uh, this uh, English accented uh, glory supporter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just just no, I should have said that at the start. But anyway, Germany yeah. are a really interesting one for me because. The World Cup, they did something that I've never, ever seen, never thought I'd see, which is not turn up to a major tournament. We beat Germany 5-1 in 2002, I think. And they were you were an awful team back then. And you get to the final because you turn up in the tournament. And the World Cup, everyone, I thought, oh, well, you know, they've had a bad game, another bad game. They had a chance, I think, in the last game, if they win, they go through and you didn't. Oh. And everyone, I was thinking that, well, they will get through, they'll scrape through and then they'll turn up and it never happened. Um, do you think that was a blip? Do you think it hints at problems going forward? Do you think it will rectify itself? This this world, I mean, the group of death is obviously a wild card here. If you're in a, a group like England, for example, you'd say, well, Germany are their favourites for that group. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, it's, it's like you said, there's a few different avenues to go down with them. And I think the last World Cup, it was surprising because they've obviously were the holders of the World Cup um, from the 20 in Brazil. Um, I think the expectation was very, very high and possibly that pressure um, of that. Has, quite a lot of these, these teams remain from that World Cup. And I, I just think the pressure, it was the occasion got to them. And usually, as you say, they are a tournament, ty- a tournament team and usually they would sort of go through that agreement. It's Mexico who, okay, you can lose to in Mexico uh, and they push over and that was the opening game. Okay, fine. They had a very tense game against Sweden where we actually were behind and then it wasn't to a last minute Tony Cruz screamer that um, <laughs> they managed to get through that. I mean, absolutely, they played against Korea and they absolutely fell apart. And I think at the time there was some 
off the off some political stuff going on with the ones with Turkish heritage. They got Özil and Gündogan. They were having that sort of off the pitch, and they got heavily criticised. So I don't know if that might have affected them. Who Özil was always yeah yeah heartbeat and um, the, the linking up the passes and your know, assists, and he just didn't turn up, as you say. Um, Müller couldn't hit a barn door. Previous <laughs> um, World Cup, he was fantastic. That's surprising as well, being that he's um, was he the joint leading scorer in World Cup, or was it just for a, a leading German scorer behind closer? Was, yeah, was he ahead of like uh, um, people like that in the World Cup? Okay. Quite possibly. Um, uh, he uh, did have a no. You're right. He did have a very good record in World Cups. Um, a, a quality podcaster would have uh, studied this before and know the answer. But you know. yeah, <laughs> we don't have a researcher feeding us this information, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm playing football now. I can't be bothered to edit that out. I'll just screw myself up. <laughs> but I, I, I think he obviously didn't score goals. I think Werner was playing in that World Cup, wasn't he? And you, you touched on him earlier. I, I'm in a great, I don't think he's a striker. Uh, people, he's a striker without confidence. He, he is, I, I think he's a player without confidence. I think he's more of like your sons, your Mane's, even a Salah, Vashford, doesn't play through the middle, plays on, on wide and then drifts in. So... I don't know if you've got an actual striker now, like you know, like you had Klingsman, which I mean, I love Klingsman, obviously. Well, there, there you go. There's the shoehorn you wanted. But he he was like Kane. He was a number nine. Mm. He's the focal point up front. He's not going to be taking on fullbacks the majority of the game. He's going to be in the middle, in the width of the eighteen yard box. That's the focal point. And when crosses come in looking to get the end of it, which I think when Muller didn't score, I think you didn't have that at all. I yeah, think so struggled and then obviously confidence goes down, Ozil's confidence goes down. But Yeah, I think um, the problem is for the last few years since the World Cup, um, they haven't had an out-and-out centre forward if you like or number nine so they had like historically they've always had a decent one right? they had Finsman they had Beerhoff in the past um They've had um, who else? Even uh, Gomez, Mario Gomez. He was he was okay. He's not world class, but he's he's a decent striker who you'd who you'd have. Focal point. Um, but now, I mean, Müller's not an out and out striker. I'd say he's more of an attacking midfielder, um, sort of an off a number false nine type position, I guess. And I suppose you've also got um, now Timo Werner. And I think the problem is he's the best they've got up front. And um, that they're all pinning their hopes as if that they, that's their striker. And let's let's be honest, he's not the reason that Chelsea won the Champions League. Um, <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a decent striker and he's, he's okay, but he's not of the ilk that they've had in the past. And, and that is where Germany are weak at the moment. They've got a great... Midfield, I think they've got. I think that's where they are. That's where they will do well in their midfield. I mean, they've got Gundogan, they've got Cruz. Um, I actually quite like Havertz. I think he might do quite well this tournament. He sort of he had an average season at Chelsea, then came good. He, at the, he's your kind of new Ozil, isn't he? The mm. uh, link everything up, the playmaker yeah. kind of player. Which if he turns up, which Ozil didn't in the World Cup, mm. that will make. Him I think. Still Just, uh, I think another point I'd like to make on Germany's chances this time is this. I think Lewis, the manager, he's been there so long now since I think the 2006 World Cup is he assisted Klinsman. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next one after that, he, the next tournament after that, he actually took on the took the reins. And he's since then he he has been the manager. Um, so 2010, so it's a long old raid for an international manager. And he just got a bit stale, I think, at the last World Cup. They tried the same old tricks they did in Brazil. That's probably how they prepared and that's you do what you win. But they've been found out at this point. Um, and I think now, though, he's he, he basically had a bit of an exodus of his, of his, of his star players. So Boateng went, Hummels was ousted, um, Muller, he's gone, um, Claus is obviously retired, and all these players are no longer there. Lahm retired, uh, Schleinsteiger's gone, all these players that he did have. Um, but now what he has done, I think as his last, he's already told everyone that he's leaving. So I think as the, it's, like, it's almost like his last swan song. So I think that might be in his favour. I think also it was a bit of a masterstroke. I mean, 
we'll see if it is, um, bringing Muller and bringing Hummels back. I think these two have got, um, they're going to be keen to perform this time. They were left out previously. I think they're going to be keen to perform. So it might actually be a bit of a masterstroke bringing them back in, after, especially after the season Muller's had at, at Bayern. So we'll see, we'll see. But their chances, I think it's going to be very tough. I can see also a zero zero against France in the opening game. That's me being uh, that's I, I me being that, hopeful. I think that would be a good result because I think France so do I. Would beat. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be a very good result. I think they can beat Portugal. Portugal have a bad record against Germany. But Portugal are strong. They're very good. Probably a better team than Germany are at the moment. Um Hungary, and actually everyone's writing them off as the whipping boys. They're a good team. They're actually a solid team. And I don't see them winning or coming second in the group, but they're on, they're going to be stronger than you realise. Um, and I believe they are allowed full capacity in their stadium. Um, so that might be a bit of a... I don't know which games they play there, but I think that that's something which might be quite useful for them. So, yeah. Let's just spare a thought for Hungary for a second. You obviously get to a tournament. I, I can't remember them in too many major tournaments, but they were quite a good team. Probably fancy their chances of going into the knockout. <laughs> and then you get drawn against a, a team who are going to be heavily uh, motivated to try and improve on their World Cup performance. <laughs> the world champions and the European champions. Yeah. They have a little bit of a thought for Hungary, but it might work in their favour. No one expects them to do mm. anything. Everyone expects mm. France, Germany, Portugal to beat Hungary and probably beat them fairly comfortably, even if it's not like a yeah. 6-0 or whatever, but even if it's like a 2-0, but fairly comfortable. And it, Like you say, capacity stadiums, it could work in their favour, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it to be honest. I, I think the front no. the first. I, I think they'll finish last. But I mean, how do you see that group going? Because I mean, Germany for me are a fifty-fifty. You, you could have a World Cup situation where you don't turn up, or, or you, you you get the bad result, or you could have the Germany that everyone knows who turn up and then within a, within two games, like Germany are serious here. They're serious contenders here. If I'm honest, I see, well, yeah, France, I see a top with seven or nine points. Yeah. Um, I see, I think, bottom Hungary, although I think they will perform. I think they'll be a decent team. Um, as in, I think they've got a solid um, team spirit. I mean, but that doesn't necessarily get you against the quality of the, of the other. I mean, they've got, I think their striker is on the bench for Bristol City and I can't nodge or something his name is. So that kind of shows you the golf in class. And I think with Portugal, Germany, you could flip a coin as to who finishes second and third. Um, that would be my, but maybe as a, uh, a German, I'll go Germany second, Portugal third. <laughs> that would be it. I think as well, it might not matter because... Historically, in these tournaments, top two in the group go through. That's it. Whereas now, I think the the fourth, third, the, the four best third place teams go through as well. So, if you win a game, you've got a real, real good chance of going through. So, he, he, I, I mean, if you got draw against France, beat um, Hungary, I think four points would probably certainly mm. was good, and you beat Hungary handsomely. I think. All three of those teams could go through, which, I mean, that's a scary prospect. Everyone goes, oh, the group of death, we're not in it. One of the big boys is going out. But it could be that none of them go out and then they're all in the knockout. Yeah, um, it, it seems a little bit cheap, doesn't it? Um, the way it's structured, because they've opened it up a bit. The And, it, and so it kind of... You kind of get a, a, like a second chance. With spare thought, then for England, so say they, <laughs> they they finish top of their group and then they play either say France, or say Portugal. France are winning that group. Say Portugal. So that's who they've got in their next round. Where Germany finished third, and I don't know who they would. But can you imagine they'd have someone yeah. like I don't know Turkey or someone like that who are okay Turkey no pushovers, but it's going to be an easier game then. <laughs> so can you imagine that like, they finished third? I mean, everyone likes the easier route in terms of the teams that you're expected to beat. But then that can sometimes be a hindrance because if we had a beaten Croatia in that in that World Cup, <laughs> they're a good team, but they're not 
an elite team and Sweden weren't that great, Colombia weren't, all of a sudden you're playing all of these teams which aren't that great and you're playing France and Mbappe and all of this stuff going on. You, you, I mean, sometimes you're so used to playing the, the lesser teams, and that's not be, meant to be disrespectful, that you can't then suddenly change to, for the bigger team. So it might benefit England if we won the group and got one of you three. Mm. And if we could win that, and then I think you mentioned about England, uh, you know, not beating one of the top teams. I can't remember, like a mental block kind of thing. I can't remember how you mentioned it. Mm. We yeah. did that in the World Cup with the penalty shootout. We've never beaten the, it won a World Cup penalty shootout before that Colombia game. So that was a huge, mm. huge thing as well. So I think that will be in their minds as well. Going these. Um, records are against us but so was that one and look how that turned out so I, I think there'll be no fear for England but then obviously <laughs> I don't think we'll get France like you say I think they'll win that group but I'm always of the opinion as well if you want to be the best at some point you've got to beat the best and you know absolutely so, yeah I mean I, if you, if you, you it's get. historically historically I can't remember two tournaments where too many tournaments where a, club, a a team or a club or a country has gone through the rounds, sort of beating sort of lesser teams, and then getting to the final and winning. If you look at, for example, Germany, you go back to two thousand two World Cup in Japan and Korea, right? So Germany had a they had Saudi Arabia who they beat nine I think nine zero in the opening <laughs> game. They went then through. That's why Claus have got so many goals, you know, actually in the World Cup because I think he got five that game or something <laughs> ridiculous. So, so they kind of kind of shows why he got so many goals eventually. But let's not take that accolade. I love Claus. Um, um, so, but I can't remember that that World Cup Germany then in the next round had someone like um, Chile then the United States then South Korea and then they had Brazil in the final fell through <laughs> England had exactly the same situation here had they beat in Croatia um, in the semis they had France and I personally don't think they I don't think they'd have won that. Um, Field day in that one. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, you know, had even more of a, a fun party time than he did against Croatia. <laughs> but my point is that you need, like I'm agreeing with you, is that you do need to, when Germany won the World Cup in 2014, that wasn't an easy route to the final. They beat Brazil uh, quite comfortably there. They had Argentina in the final, which was a bloody hard game. Um, and, and so on. So, you know, it's you do need to beat the best in order to, to win win things. So, that eventually, if England want that, they need to... Yeah. They need to have a help. Yeah. I, I mean, France, your pick for it, they're definitely mine. Yeah, it's a bit boring to say, but absolutely. I think I think they're... I think as well with... with I think they're even better than their, their, their World Cup squad. I think they're with Benzema there as well. Um, they've got two number nines. I mean, he does disrupt things, actually, so we'll see. But um, what a pick. What a, what a team. Like France, have, I can't really... Maybe Loris, there he goes, another uh, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham yes. shoehorn. Like, I imagine he... I think he's made a couple of uh, errors or high-profile errors, hasn't he? But um, again, top top keeper. Improvement, yeah, it's probably near on double figures. But, um... <laughs> but with a team like that, you'd hope that he didn't have as many chances to mess it up. So, yeah. We mentioned Germany; they normally turn up for tournaments. We haven't mentioned another one, which are Italy, which I wouldn't say dark horses, but no one's really talked about Italy from what I've seen and. I wouldn't discount them, you know. They're in a group which, on paper, they should get through. I don't know who they play in the next round. Being that fourth, third-place teams go through, I mean, it's completely... <laughs> you look at the second round, it's like, oh, Group A, winners of Group A play either, runners up of Group B, it's like, oh, I can't be bothered to work that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Belgium as well, but their manager... I'm worried that we're waiting Spurs until the end of the Euros to appoint him. I mean, you better off than me. I, I, I don't blame him at all. <laughs> that Belgian team, the Belgium equivalent of our golden era with the Gerrards, the Owens, the Beckhams, the Skulls, and he's done nothing with them. So uh, they're dark horses for me, Belgium. But then, you know, you've got Germany who, if they turn up for tournaments like they do in the past, you can't really discount them as a winner. 
Italy, exactly the same, I think. I think they could cause a few surprises because they, and Spain, <laughs> they're still there. Um, yeah, I don't see Spain winning. I think see them doing the same sort of level as England and Germany, perhaps um, Spain, or maybe slightly lower. I don't, I don't think they're an established enough team. They don't have the superstars that they did. I mean, they've got a decent team. Don't get me wrong, they've got some fantastic individuals, but I, I don't think they've quite got that um, power that they had before. Um, Italy, though, you you can't ever write them off, can you? you? Even they've not got a vintage team, but again, it's another tournament team who who historically have high expectations, and they always sort of come together, and they're just a they're just a historically a, a big a big team, and you wouldn't really want you wouldn't think, oh, right, I've got Italy next. Um, Oh, good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's never... So, yeah, they're at that level. Um, so, yeah. Portugal, I don't think you can discount either. They're the European champions. They've still got Ronaldo, who, regardless of how old he is, is still a powerhouse in football. And Ben mentioned uh, on the previous episode, which I didn't know, is that their whole team now is a lot, lot more rounded, which, if you think about it, has to be, because he's in his 30s now. He's going to be retiring to lose someone like that leaves a huge void. So you can't just have him mm. and then 10 others. So it makes sense that they've now got a rounded team, which, I mean, they, they won the Euros, but it looked to me like they, you know, every time someone got the ball in forward areas, they were looking for him mm. rather than doing something themselves, which from what Ben was saying is now not the case. And, and Fernandez as well, obviously you've seen oh. United loves to be the main man as well. And and it Limpa. wouldn't surprise me if they go really far in that tournament. I've got France-Portugal final, which whether they can meet each other in the final or they meet each other, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't work that out. But I wouldn't discount France, I think, will win. But I don't think you can discount Italy, Germany, if they show up, Portugal or Spain. I think England are in, one of the, in the dark horse category for me with Belgium. Denmark, because of Ericsson, I think he can string the game together. And Turkey, for me, because they've got some brilliant defenders and they're my dark horses. Who are your dark horses? If you... well, I was actually going to agree. I think Turkey are actually... I think you're right. I think they have actually... I think they're going to be solid. And I was about to ask you, actually, a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's your podcast, sorry. Um, but you don't think this might be a, a year where... The expectations are turned on the tables, and uh, Greece comes in and wins the, <laughs> wins the tournament. Well, I mean, it's a year like no, and a tournament like no other, isn't it? It's been delayed mm. by a year, so it wouldn't surprise you if. But yeah, I mean, they came out of nowhere, Greece, didn't they? Which yeah, I mean, that's... but there was that that team spirit. That it was just that it was down to that and parking a massive Greek bus, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Do you think that could be Wales again? They had, obviously had a brilliant team spirit in the last Euros, but no. no. No, I think Bale is another, is 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 very, very twilight of his career. And I think he was the he was the, the difference for Wales back then. Um, and he hasn't played enough for a start. Um, I, do, I just don't, I don't think they'll, I don't even, I don't even see them getting through the group. Oh, really? Yeah. No. I mean, it's strange though. What happened to Ryan Giggs? Being, well, I don't like Ryan Giggs. That's gonna, yeah, that's gonna be disruptive. But yeah, the disruption there. I mean, he's been their manager throughout the qualifying thing, and then I mean, awful person, awful. I've not liked him since the whole. Uh, you know, so, so one of my friends has got a, a, a thing where you're not allowed to talk about. It. <laughs> so yeah, one of my friends. Injunction. That's it. Yeah, well, one of my friends has always been sort of like, oh, um, everyone sort of when he was it, did he get sports personality of the year one year, and everyone around that sort of time, Potter wouldn't melt, would it? He was, yeah. I mean, he was. Don't get me wrong, he what a player, what yeah. a player, fantastic. But then it's sort of that off the off the field antics, which uh, which sort of let him down. And someone who was who could be revered as one of the of the greats, he's just it's completely tarnished now. If, if all that all those allegations are correct. Like that, if you do stuff like that, you can't expect your players to behave because how can you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just hypocritical, isn't it? But like you say, it's mm. going to have some disruption. And, and obviously, he'd have had a plan going into the Euros. They qualified however long ago it was. He'd have had a mm. plan of what they're doing and preparing for the Euros. And that's now gone out the window, unless the person in charge now has completely taken that on to the letter, yeah. which I'm not sure. But 
obviously we've got Davies and Vodon in that squad. Vodon hardly plays. Davies probably will play for Wales, but mm. and then we'll say Bale because he's still technically on loan at this moment in time. I think, but I mean, he, he could do something. But he, he's lost a bit of the pace. He's still got. Mm. A bit now, so I just don't think I mentioned about Portugal always looking to Ronaldo. I think Wales will probably look to him. Rams is still there, who was a great player, but I think he hasn't played that much at Juventus. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope Wales do well. I mean, I'd like the I like, and I hope Scotland do well. You know, if if it could be England and Scotland one and two, I'd really like that. But I just don't see it. I, don't, <laughs> I think Scotland will give a good account of themselves. They often do, um, as in. As inspirited wise, they're not often not often winning, but um, but I think I hope I hope the home nations do well, but um, we'll, we shall see. Yeah, I mean, France have got Hugo in goal and Sissoko. I mean, uh, I can't imagine he'll play a huge amount Sissoko, but Hugo's their captain, which I think he's possibly a bit of a weak link because, it, like you say, he keeps making mistakes. But if <laughs> if their defence is sorted, then the ball ain't, ain't going to get anywhere yeah. near Hugo yeah. to make mistakes, but. He made the mistake at the end of the World Cup, didn't he? Which I think made it four-two. Didn't really matter. Didn't mm. Mm. Yeah, he's got a mistake in him, but the the French firepower is more than enough to yeah. make up for that. I mean, Griezmann at the top of his game, and Mbappe just scary talent. <laughs> he's only twenty-one or something like that. It's the weapon, isn't he's it? He's been at the top, top, top of his game for, for years. Uh, Denmark of Hoiberg, which he, he's had a brilliant season for Spurs, but he's played 50 games and I think he suffered from burnout towards the end. And he hasn't had a huge amount of time off from the end of the season until the Euros start. So I think even though he's a quality player, I think he could be suffering from burnout as well in, in that tournament if he plays every game. But I mean, mm. what a player he's been for us. And, and if, if you can get someone else in that position next season to give him a bit of a rest, he can be as good as he was in the first half of the season, but how do you think his Euros will go with them? Oh, I, I was going to actually say, um, when you asked me earlier about Spurs' season, he was always one of the names which was actually quite um, was actually positive for Spurs this season. It was, um, I think he's been absolutely solid, absolutely solid player. Um, he's been one of your, your uh, revelations this this year. Um, I think he will do well. Um, your ex Spurs man, Ericsson. He's he's a playmaker. He's very good as well. Um, I think Denmark. You know what? You asked me about dark horses. They might well be half decent. Do do quite well. He's obviously their main man, but I think I think when your main man is the guy who doesn't score the most goals, got a chance. I think when when your main man is the one who scores all the goals, you're always looking to him. But you've got to have someone to supply him which Ericsson is going to be that supplier. And it, 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 if he has the ball, people will know that if they make the run, eight times out of 10, they're going to be found. So they'll make the runs. And then, so yeah, the dark horses for me, uh, I, I like Hoiberg. So I, I like to see Denmark do well, not above England, obviously. Um, Belgium, we've got Toby in that, which honorary uh, player for them as well. Vertonghen, love Vertonghen. Uh Again, though, is Belgium just they're England from the 2002 2006 just win the group easily, look like they're unbeatable, come up against a good team, all flat. I think that will happen again, certainly with that manager in charge. But they do have yeah. De Bruyne, they've got Lukaku, who's had a brilliant season, uh, Hazard, which he hasn't had a great season, but <laughs> the talent is still all there to see. Courtois, who has, who's a quality keeper. They've got some world class players. Yeah, Tielemans is he in it? I mean, they've got some yeah. good. They've got some good players. Right? I, mean, I really like the Belgian. Got... We're all here saying, "Well, no, they won't do anything." Could be their year to go away, <laughs> but I just don't see it. But and, and Toby isn't the defender he was three years ago. So what we might not uh, play. But... Yeah, I, I can't see them winning it, but they've got good players. So why not? Who knows? Yeah, and then obviously, last but no means least. Everyone's hero, Harry, for England. Uh, I mean, it's completely different to the World Cup where we had about four or five Spurs players in there. We had about God knows how many players in the actual World Cup. But Harry is obviously England's main man. I don't think there's any question about that, regardless of how Foden, Grealish, Mount, whoever have played this season. Harry's the one who gets you the goals. It's just 
will we be able to get the service to him, which I wasn't sure we would have been able to in the World Cup, but then we scored, he scored about four penalties. But I think with Foden and Grealish, if, if you can get space and get them on the ball, Kane will make yeah. the runs and then that, he can be found. And, and what those two do as well is if Kane is running in the channels, one of them, or even Sterling or Mount or whoever's playing, will then become that that striker and run past him in a similar way that Ali used to do and, and things like that. So I think it's looking promising for England, but I think the defence, like you mentioned, is the yeah, sticking point. But. It's slightly iffy there. But no, England have abundance of firepower. Um, do you know who I, I wish uh, England had put in? Um, Jamie Vardy. I know he's, I think yeah. he's retired, but he would be, he would, I know it's harping back to the last World Cup, but I think him and Kane really did actually complement each other quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I actually, that would have been quite good. Oh, it's kind of moot anyway now. <laughs> it's not yeah. happening. We've I mean, yeah. talked about Dark Horse's uh, teams. Any players that you think could suddenly burst into the limelight? And, and I mean, I, I would say Foden and Grealish, but like, they're well they're well known anyway. So if they have a good tournament, they're not bursting in onto the scene because they're already on mm-hmm. the scene. But I think Turkey will have some, Denmark maybe. But I mean, France have got so much talent in their squad. Mm-hmm. It would surprise you if one of their big hitters gets injured, one of their other guys comes in, takes it by storm. Mm-hmm. No, I think my my sort of player, I think, yeah, Phil Foden, I think he's probably your, your obvious choice. But I think only in the last year, he, as in he's going to set the the uh, international scene alight. I mean, he's had such an outstanding season over City. Um, but I, I, I think with his... Uh, Gaza style hair, I think that will. In- have you seen the? Have you seen that? He's, he styled himself on Gaza's ninety six Euro ninety six hair. Um, Focus on the football, Barnet. Yeah, to play football, and win a tournament, not not get a new haircut. But I mean, it just the confidence that he's got is just. I, I mean, yeah. he could be. Say Kane is our main guy. It could be him. And and mentioned with Portugal that obviously they got Ronaldo, but Fernandez ain't going to be happy being in the shade. I don't think Foden will be. I don't think Grealish will be either. And, and Mount will want to make an impression. And then obviously you've got a lot of players there who, even if they weren't at the World Cup, are representing the team that didn't turn up at the World Cup. So we'll want to go, well, I'm not being part of the Germany team that are doing a World Cup here. I'm going to be a part of a Germany team that's doing a World Cup of years gone by. Yeah. Well, on that, I really hope that Leroy Sane has a good tournament because he missed out in the World Cup. Um, he would definitely have made a bit of a difference and he's, I, I hope he does well. I think Nabry's good. Um, so you've got two wide players who are very exciting. I, I don't like Nabry, just for the, uh, the Arsenal, reasons yeah, that yeah. Arsenal only scored five against us in the, in the Bayern Munich route, which, and then he laughed at us on Twitter because of the old Arsenal thing. Well, I don't like him, but. Good player, though. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be an interesting tournament. And obviously the, the COVID world and, and will fans be there, will they not? And, and everything like that, I think. And, and the season as well, the season that has just gone by has obviously been missed time. Normally you have, I think, a month off or three weeks off mm-hmm. in the end of the season and the Euros or World Cup starting. And then, I mean... You may still have had that. I don't really know the exact time, but the season has been massively condensed, and people have played a lot more games, the same amount of games, but a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's been reminiscent of Rashford. He's, I think, I've forgotten what the statistic was, but I think if he plays the group stages, he'll have played something like seventy-five games. That's no, I mean, um, madness. So, I mean, that could have an effect, and like you say, it could have another Greece situation where a team from absolutely nowhere comes through and wins some people a lot of money. So I should put my money on Hungary then? <laughs> well, they'll be good odds because they aren't expected to get out of that group. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think I've just worked how I can pay them off my mortgage. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've put a bet on uh, every the, the first round of games betting on who will win, lose, or if it'll be a draw. £3, I think I put it on £59,000. It'll come in very handy, but... I wish it was that one. I guarantee you that first game, whatever it is, 
we'll lose the bet from me. So it'll literally be over before it's even started. But bet big or don't bet at all. Bet. I've only ever put one bet on in football, and that was the 2010 World Cup, where I put Rooney to be top scorer and England to beat the USA something like two 0 <laughs> That didn't work out very well at all. Um, yeah, but it's going to be a really, really interesting tournament. I love a tournament, but I'm, I'm not loving it as much as I did previously, where it's like ah, pub days, pub days, which the world has changed. So, I'm Well, you see, for me, it's quite an interesting one because um, I've obviously been living in England most of my life, um, so supporting Germany at tournaments is never really a popular choice around <laughs> with people around here. Um, so... There's very few people who are also fellow Germany fans, so so watching it, I can't go down the pub in my Germany shirt because that's that's just a no no go. Um, so I watch it with my mum generally. Um, <laughs> really other fellow Germany fan. Um, that said, um, when I was in Germany, now that was a good time, and so <laughs> I, was, when I watched the 2008 Euros there when Jeremy lost to Spain in the final. Now that was good crack. Um, you beat Italy 2-0 in the semi? No. Um, they beat, I think, Turkey in the semi-final. I'd say that Italy 2-0, I think, was the best game of football in the World Cup or Euros I'd ever seen. It was a- that was that was the World Cup in Germany, 2006. So It was so end-to-end and, and went mm. to time, I think. I think it went to extra time. Yeah, best game of football. Grosso, wasn't it? Grosso and Del Piero, last few minutes. Yeah, Broke the German heart. Yeah, best game of the... Uh, yeah. was a good game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unfortunately we've run out of time. Uh, obviously, there's only so much you can say in a preview because you don't actually know what will happen and your, <laughs> your predictions <laughs> very well could be... We've said this team will win, that team will be a dark horse, England will do this, Germany will do this, and literally that could fall down in flames. <laughs> and yeah, but it's, it's been great having you on. Uh, certainly, sure, certainly man. a German fan as well after what happened to Germany in the um, World Cup. But we'll definitely come back on after the Euros and see how our mm. predictions are. are cool. If um if Germany play England, that would be a that'd be an interesting one. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before you go, I know you're on Twitter. If anyone doesn't follow you, where can they find you? Uh, so it's MPO540. So if you want to meet, see me tagging Chris into random footballers' uh, Twitter feeds, <laughs> then. Uh, <laughs> but yes, that's about the only Twitter page I have on Twitter activity I do do. So uh, find me there. <laughs> Don't give him a follow. And it's uh, been great to talk to you. And uh, good luck for the tournament, but not too much luck. Uh, yeah, a World Cup, but less luck than that. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching. Before you go, please make sure you give the like and subscribe buttons a click. Any questions, comments, or any suggestions for future episodes, if you just add those into a comment on the YouTube video. If you're listening to the audio only podcast, thanks so much for listening. Anyone who wants the audio only podcast, you can get that at Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter at LTalk Tottenham, you can find all the information there. I'll be back soon. Until then, come on, you Spurs!